0: Hey there. Welcome to Takeaway with Sam Okus, a podcast from Nations Restaurant News. I am Sam Okus, editor in chief here at NRN, and this is the show where I give you an all access pass to the restaurant industry's most influential decision makers. This week I'm talking with Joel Yashinsky. He's the chief marketing officer of Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and Bar, the casual chain that does north of $4 billion in sales at more than 1,500 locations around the country annually. As CMO, Joel's job is to plug Applebee's into the cultural moment, and he and his team have done that with a plum. You might remember the incredible success of the brand's Fancy Like campaign of 2021. And this year's this year, Applebee's captured customers' attention with its Dollarita campaign, highlighting $1 margaritas, its Sauce Sororities initiative that churn, turned its chicken wing sauces into sororities on TikTok, and its attempt to woo extraterrestrials with a UFO landing pad on the uh, rooftop of a Las Vegas Applebee's. Joel joined the podcast to talk about how Applebee's has sustained its marketing momentum and why authenticity is so crucial to success in their messaging. In this conversation, you will learn more about the 90-10 rule and how it allows your brand to take some chances without alienating your loyal guests, why sales and traffic determine the success of your marketing even in an age where virality is king, and why your customers need to hear the story of your brand and experience through your various channels. By the way, this is the final episode of Takeaway in 2023. And I wanted to take a minute to thank you for being a loyal listener or even just a casual fan. We'll continue to roll out conversations with the restaurant industry's biggest influencers in 2024. And we even have a few exciting announcements coming up. So please take a moment to subscribe if you haven't already and spread the word to friends and colleagues who you think might also benefit from weekly takeaway episodes. Jumping now into my interview with Applebee's CMO, Joel Yashinsky. Also, don't forget to stick around after the interview, as I will share my five takeaways from this discussion, actionable insights that you can take with you on the go. Okay, I'm here with Joel Yashinsky, the CMO of Applebee's. Joel, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Sam, thank you. Glad to be here. So, Joel, um, this is the end of the year. Uh, this You are my last p- uh, podcast guest of 2023, so congratulations. Uh, but I guess I, that means I have to ask you, as we look back on the year that was of 2023, how do you feel like the year went for Applebee's and your marketing efforts?
1: So it's been a really interesting year. Uh, it's been a year that started off... Um, with a lot of uh, excitement and energy, and then as the year progressed, I think for everybody, um, it became a little bit more of a grind. But we really did a great job, I think, as an organization, as a team, as a brand, to really continue the momentum that Applebee's has had uh, over the last five years, six years now. And so we're really excited about what we've built in 2023 and even more excited about what we have coming up in 2024 Uh, 2023 we had a a lot of things from a marketing perspective that we were really excited to bring forward we had a lot of fun whether it was with dollarita or our sauce sorority program around our wing sauce um, we had a lot of fun engagements that took place that really uh, responded well with our guests and with fans online and and from a social and digital standpoint. But also had some fun with some of our promotions. We did another movie uh, with Indiana Jones this year, and so we've had uh, a really nice run of some exciting features that we were able to tie in for benefits for our guests, and and it's paid off. But the the piece that's coming, uh, the pieces that are coming in 2024 are even more exciting. And so uh, it was a great year for overall for us could have been a little bit better here and there but overall we're we're really excited about where the brand is.
0: You mentioned momentum and and that's such a great word to use for Applebee's because you know certainly going back to 2020 2021 with the pandemic you guys yes there were the blips but you guys just kind of rocketed out of it and and of course that's kind of started with fancy like and everybody knows the story of the fancy like song and video from 2021 um but that that momentum has continued on and and i guess i'm wondering you know when you kind of have these successes how do you build upon those when you come into 2023 are you like okay let's find our next fancy like or is it no 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 let's start from
1: scratch it's a little bit of both and, and it's a really important question because we had fancy like, which we won, uh, you know, two can lions for then we, we did, uh, then we did, um, uh, uh, saucy gloss, which again, uh, we, we won another can lion the next year for that work. So 21, 22 led to some really great work creatively, but also a lot of important work just to drive the daily business results that we need to have during those years. And so we've been able to, I think, develop, uh, a process where we're looking for the next right idea, and it may be big, it may be small, or may be right in the middle, but what we're always trying to do is make sure it's tied to our business results. We won a Grand Effie, and again, tied to the fact that we're focused on driving the business results, but also allowing for some creative freedom with our agency partners, and so um, the work we we do is really designed to make sure it drives the business first, but then also it's lent itself and the ability to have some freedom within our overall marketing framework to, to take some chances and, and do some things that have really resulted in some breakthrough moments for us that we have been really excited about. So as we look at next year, we see those 10 pole programs and events. Um, you know, we, we brought back Dollar Rita this year um, for the first time in over three years. These opportunities lend itself to having a lot of fun creatively. And if we can tie the two together to make sure they're tied in what guests are looking for and connecting with. Uh, then we have the success that we want to have, plus, we make sure we have some fun with it. And I think that's led to a, a nice mixture of of creativity that that drives the business.
0: yeah. well, and so many of these campaigns that you have ticked off on you know the, what you've accomplished in the last couple of years, you know, they, they they make me really think about how much Applebee's seems to be plugged into, I guess, the zeitgeist, if you want to call it, but really pop culture. I mean, so much of what you're doing is a response to what's going on in pop culture. And I know that really begins with kind of listening to the customers. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, how does Applebee's really keep on top of what, what pop culture demands today and respond to that? How How do you listen to the customers and what's going on? Well, we, we follow
1: what they're saying and what they're doing and what interests them and and making sure that when we develop an idea or a program, it's rooted in the insight that comes from where our guests are today and, and, and what they're talking about on a regular basis. And so whether it's, you know, there was, there was, there was a lot of discussion uh, in the world around UFOs during this year and our, and our agency partners at current came up with a great program where we. We put a welcome pad on top of one of our restaurants in Las Vegas and welcome them to come into uh, our restaurants. And so we take what's out there and tie it in to our brand. And if it has a natural tie in like our to go business and where we have signs for people that are pulling up to get their orders to go, which is a big part of business today, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, Then we found this this idea from. You know what was taking place, and I love the word zeitgeist; it's one of my favorites. And, and what was taking place out there was this: a lot of talk about UFOs. So our agency came up with a great idea that we were able to leverage, put it on top of our restaurant, great, created a great visual, and and garnered you know a, a great amount of buzz. So it's really making sure that you're matched up to what's in the discussion point, what's in pop culture, what's relevant, and 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 this holds true from post pandemic to everything that's still going on in this world today. We're all about the positivity. We're all about trying to bring things that bring a smile. We're not trying to be we're not we're a brand that's that's really just trying to 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 make people comfortable, happy. It's what we've always stood for. And I think in today's day and age, that's absolutely what guests are looking for. And Applebee's provides that, whether it's our comfortable food with our great appetizers, our boneless wings, which are phenomenal, or our great uh, fresh, never frozen burgers. All of this is about what makes people feel good and feel comfortable. And that's really what Applebee's is about. It has been about for 40 years.
0: So I know something else you guys did this year. You 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 had uh, well let's let's call it low hanging fruit. You guys jumped on the Taylor Swift bandwagon. I know you did something around the 1989 uh, release that she did this year, and and of course I mean come on, like how can you not? Taylor Swift had the biggest year of any pop star since Michael Jackson, perhaps this year. But but what I'm really curious about is how do you take something that is well let's say obvious, everybody wanted to jump on the Taylor Swift bandwagon this year, but then make it uniquely Applebee's. How do you Take something and do that so that it's authentic and it doesn't feel like you're just trying to, you know, use this thing that everybody else is using.
1: Authenticity is probably more of a favorite word of mine than zeitgeist. I, I will <laughs> say you have to be authentic for it to work, and because people are smart, people know what's, you know, this is kitschy or phony or or what have you, and so it you have to have this element of authenticity in what you do and bring to the world, or people will see through it. And, and because the, they're, they're looking more closely today as well for what is authentic and what is real. And so it's really important that whatever we, you know, we have a lot of discussions with all of our agency partners on any of the creative elements that come forward that does this really pass the smell test? Does this really feel like authentic and that it fits Applebee's? And to their credit, they are as much a part of that discussion as we are. But I think we hold that element critically important so that we don't come off as phony or cliche and that it's fun and engaging because it's got an insight that is real and um, tied to our brand. Well, you might know
0: this then if you if you like that word authenticity, you might know that Miriam Webster actually just uh, named authentic as the word of the year for 2023, which is kind of a, a, interesting to me because authentic, I mean, come on, it's been around forever. Right? And, and in the restaurant industry, as a marketer, you know this, we've been using authentic for a long time as kind of a buzzword. But their explanation of why it's the word of 2023 was so interesting and honestly kind of terrifying, which is in this era of AI and in this era of social media kind of, you know, adding filters and, you know, dressing stuff up and, of course, misinformation – the uh, word authentic got a lot more increased interest from users of Merriam Webster because they want something that's real and they want something that's true. And what do you, how do you respond to that as a marketer? What do you, how do you react to that idea that authentic is so big now because people are desperate for something that's true? I think it's a good
1: thing. I mean, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, holding authenticity uh, and and being authentic, as a whether it's as an individual or as a brand is really important in today's world because there's so much that is uh that's really flying around the ether in terms of you know ai and 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 images and voices and create created elements that come from places that people aren't familiar with or aren't sure about and so i think you know as a marketer remaining authentic has always been important I think it's become more important over the last 10, 15 years, but I think AI and all that's taking place in the world with news stories or images and so forth, is it's, it's, it's more, even more a component of how people filter what they're going to uh, appreciate and admire. I think it's actually probably the most important thing people look at in terms of feeling good about a brand is that they are real and authentic. And it, if you, if you, if you hold that to be uh, self-evident for yourself, I think you're going to win with your guests. Sure.
0: Well, uh, as a marketer as well, you're obviously familiar with all of the channels that you have to have Applebee's voice expressed on these days. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You, of course, you got traditional media. And, and, and with all of these different channels, of course, you have so many different types of customers engaging on these channels. And I would guess that all of those different channels, all of those different customers all have a different expectation of what they want from the Applebee's brand how do you give the customers what they want without it becoming you know all things to all people which could get a little unwieldy
1: and it, it, it you're exactly right <clears throat> and that's a, that that that's perfectly stated because you you have to stay true to who you are and who your core guest is. And then you you reach out to that next 20% that you hope to bring forward and bring into your into your guest set and, and for consideration. Uh, if you overextend yourself, you're you're going to be chasing things that you're just not going to be able to make an impact on. And so we, you know, we did we've been really active over the last couple of years on TikTok with just fun engaging ads and 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 engagement programs that that have broken through. And again, saucy gloss, um, sauce sorority. Uh we've just been able to do some pieces that are authentically tied to TikTok in terms of music that we bring forward that fits our brand and that guests have responded very positively to. But we've also extended a little bit here. So you know you take, you know, you follow that 90-10 rule where 90% is in your wheelhouse and then 10% you're trying to, to, to stretch yourself a little bit and see what kind of connection you can make, which we did this year a little bit with Twitch. So mm-hmm. how do we, you know, focus on the core, but also make sure we're doing a little bit of an extension, but not going too far because then you're, then you're really going to find yourself just, just muddled with, with too much activity that isn't breaking through and that you're not able to, to determine its success. And, um, you know, we also make sure we do it in a way that's, you know, has financial uh, smart, you know, it's, it's it's wise financially that where it's, it's maybe a, a little investment here to see what can happen. And then we extend it further, perhaps with another idea that might have a bigger investment uh, factor that will hopefully pay off for us. Well, that brings up a great
0: point. I love that idea of the 90-10 um, because, I mean, look, it's, it's Applebee's. I might be biased because I grew up in Ohio, so I grew up with Applebee's. Very familiar to me. Uh, you, there must be people out there who are not as familiar with Applebee's, did not grow up on it. But uh, I guess I'm wondering who that 10 is. Who, who do you feel like is the the demographic you're trying to capture? Who's the new demographic? Is it Gen Z? Because it feels like everybody is so focused on Gen Z for marketing today Is that who you want to capture the attention of, or is there a different demographic you really want to capture that attention?
1: You know, we, we, we have a wide breadth in terms of our demographic. We really do. And it's, it's, it's fun to be as, you know, really from six to 96, we have, you know, grandparents that come in with their grandkids to celebrate birthdays. And we have people that go on their first dates to Applebee's. And we do want to make sure that uh, we cultivate, the the next generation of understanding what Applebee's stands for, because there's so many more choices today. And so, you know, when we started in 1980, um, that we we created really developed the the casual dining restaurant uh, category. Now it's about making sure people realize that the casual dining category is still very much vibrant and fun and engaging, and that whether you're coming in for a birthday celebration, or you're coming in to celebrate your high school team's victory, or you're coming in to have a dollarita. All of these things work into the, the, the multiple generations that we we welcome in our restaurants. And so that's always been true for us. I think that the, the younger generation hasn't had as much exposure to Applebee's just because there's been so many choices. So there's a little bit more focus there towards the Gen Z and, and really having them uh, understand what the positive attributes to Applebee's are because we're, we have so many of them. And when people do experience Applebee's, they are, they are, if if it's for the first time, they're pleasantly surprised uh, the vast majority of times because the food is great tasting food. It's comfort food with an environment where we welcome people to come in as who they are and celebrate who they are. And, and it's a very comfortable place to come in and get away from what's going on in the world today and just enjoy a, an hour, hour and a half of your time with some friends and family. Sure.
0: Well, And I guess from a marketing perspective, I mean, to that end, would you say your priority is to, remind those who have experienced Applebee's before remind them of what they're missing by not, you know, to, to get them to come back, or is it to demonstrate the brand to the new customer to create new loyalty? Cause loyalty feels like everything we talk about these days. How do you get a loyal customer loyalty program, of course, but I imagine in your marketing, you have to do that balance of show the people who don't know about Applebee's what they're missing and show the people who do know about Applebee's why they should, come back. Is there a priority? Is it just that always that 90-10 rule? How do you how do you do that prioritization?
1: Well I think from that standpoint, in terms of 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 making sure we connect the brand at its core foundation, you know, eating good in the neighborhood and being a part of your neighborhood and and really trying to make sure that people understand that we see ourselves and and establish ourselves as as a neighborhood place for people to come into. And whether you're seeing photographs on the wall from the local high school teams or whether you're coming in because it's nearby and your friend works at Applebee's, we're a place in the neighborhood where we want to make sure people understand that element of the brand, but also want to make sure that we tell the story about what's fun and engaging at Applebee's. And so whether it's a a, a new burger that we're launching or whether it's uh, a great new drink that's taking place and we have some, some fun news coming in January, Um, With some new partners that we're really excited about. It's all about telling a story about the brand that makes people go and put us into their consideration set and making sure we're focused on that core guest who knows what Applebee's stands for and when they're trying to choose between different options that they're choosing Applebee's and to your point we're also trying to make sure we're engaging in the story of why there's the benefit of coming to Applebee's and spending your hard-earned dollar at Applebee's and so we're always working on ensuring that there's that to your point that balance of the established guest but also the the guest who's in the consideration set but isn't quite sure and so you have to have different messages which is why we use so many different channels and especially from a social and digital standpoint Sure. Um, I'm curious,
0: how do you measure the success of your marketing? I mean, obviously, you can look at Applebee's sales, you can say, okay, revenue, profitability. Um, But I imagine you have to have some other KPIs for your marketing. And what what are those? How how do you set a bar that you try to clear
1: year in and year out? You know, when I I started marketing uh, and in restaurants in 1998, um, it's always been about the key attributes of sales traffic and, and profitability. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those three remain the cornerstones of the success of your marketing efforts, because I do believe marketing is, is, is responsible for driving sales. Obviously the operations and the experience that people have in that restaurant and bringing people back is, is a critical partnership that we have at Applebee's with our operations team. But at the end of the day, it really starts and ends with, with those three key measurements. Now, when we, go in deeper and look at a specific program uh, or a specific idea um, or promotion, we certainly are looking at how does it perform uh, on, a, on a yearly or a monthly uh, and even sometimes a daily basis. And so it's it's critically important for us to, to see how engagement is taking place. So when from, from we're launching a, a social program or we're looking at the engagements, we're looking at how people respond to it, and we're making sure we're monitoring it very closely. Again, uh, as a team with our agency partners, how does how does how does anything work from, you know, the the, the critical KPIs? Uh, we'll do A-B testing and we'll, we'll check on how the reaction is to different ads. We'll do we'll do ad testing. We we we. we Use our consumer insights and, and analytics team to really make sure that everything we're doing is 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 reaching the numbers that we establish as you know critical for a success of a program. So it's a wide ranging list of specifics that we look at, but there are there are elements that we roll up together to make sure that it all makes sense. And if something didn't work, we'll we'll certainly understand why and make that adjustment in the next program that we do.
0: Um, going back to the momentum we talked about, I mean, do you feel, is it ever shifting? Do you have to keep shifting the goalposts, so to speak? I mean, especially with social media, it changes so frequently. Are you constantly changing those goalposts just to understand what success looks like?
1: To a certain extent, we do. Uh, at, at the end of the day, it's it, 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 it's been a little bit more challenging in the post-COVID environment as well, right? Because we've seen so much shifting over the last three Years since COVID, in terms of what what's taking place in society society today, we'll have you know our off premise business grew exponentially during the early stages of COVID, and now people are wanting to go back out into the restaurants, and and we're getting back to more of the pre pandemic types of behaviors and seasonality. Uh, so all of that also plays a factor into understanding what's taking place, but. You know, we're constantly monitoring how, you know, our social sentiment is and, and how our engagement is online with every program and making sure that, you know, we, we're, we're hitting the mark with whatever we do. And if we don't, we adjust and, and we can do, you know, the, thankfully, we can do it quickly today. So if we see something that falls flat and there haven't been many of those, to be honest with you, but when they do. We can we can adjust and move forward and 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 develop have something else in our in our uh, back pocket that we can bring out to to better engage with guests. But overall, thankfully, we really haven't had um, any issues that have popped up from uh, any of the work that we've done. Uh, we 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 said you know making sure you have those guidelines in place, obviously, is critically important today. So that's that's a big part of that element of it.
0: Uh, you you kind of hinted at um, you know sort of the experience of Applebee's that you want people to enjoy. And, and, and this is interesting because, um, you know, of course, in the pandemic, Applebee's, much like other full-service brands, you really sort of added some layers, some service channels, off-premises that becomes more important. But I imagine the most valuable thing that you guys could get from a customer is for them to come inside the restaurant, to sit down, enjoy a meal and have an experience. Um, and, and to that end, how much as a marketer do you try to showcase the experience of Applebee's? Are, are there certain levers you can pull that encourage them to come into the restaurant? Or is there ever a case in which you do encourage takeout? You do encourage however you want to
1: experience Applebee's? Again, to the discussion we've been having on the balance, right? Is is <clears throat> Are we making sure that we're providing um, communication for those 20% plus that are looking for an off-premise experience and the 80%, <clears throat> excuse me, who are looking for the in restaurant experience to your point and making sure that that part is balanced. Cause we, we want to make sure we're providing however the guest wants to experience Applebee's, making sure we're connecting that story to them uh, when we are, you know, I think as we've seen guest traffic build back into the restaurants uh, since the pandemic, you know, was at its worst. Um, we engage that point to make sure that we're telling the story of what that experience should be like and, and, and communicate that through all of our channels as well. And so whether, you know, we consider ourselves America's favorite grill and bar. So there's the grill component, there's the bar component, and both of those really lean into the experiential element of, of Applebee's. And so celebrating that and, uh, and continuing to tell the story of that experience was, Critically important, you know, after the first, you know, nine, 12 months of COVID, it still remains critically important as well. But we don't forget about the fact that there are still a lot of people that want that, whether it's that pickup to uh, Applebee's to go experience or something from delivery, that we're making sure they know all of the options that we provide. Yeah, for sure. All right. You
0: hinted at 2024, um, you know, as we record this, we're just a couple weeks away. Um, give us a hint. What, what does Applebee's marketing efforts look like in
1: 2024? What have you guys got planned? Sam, I will tell you, 2024 is going to be the biggest year of exciting news since I've been at Applebee's over the last six years in okay. 20, January of 2018. Um, I can't share specifics, but it starts off with a lot of fun with two great partners, uh, in January. Uh, we have a big announcement, March, April, uh, we have some fun and and promotions. We have some great integrations. We have some things that people haven't seen from us before. And then we have some of our favorites coming back as well. So, um, like I said, it's it's not much I can give away to you, but we're really excited about what's about to happen at Applebee's in twenty twenty four. Pantalizing, we're we're going to have to
0: stay tuned for that one, I guess. Well, and then kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, do do you get sort of charged up by this that you 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 guys have kind of permission to take big swings? Um, you know, I recently spoke with uh, Taco Bell, and and you know, I, I see you guys as sort of counterparts in the marketing game of how you sort of occupy a pretty unique space and and they talk about that idea of big swings. Do you feel like you have that permission to take big swings from Applebee's marketing?
1: So we work very closely with our franchisee partners at Applebee's and they are very supportive of what we're doing because of what we've been able to accomplish. Um, And I I appreciate the comparison to Taco Bell. They're terrific. Um, And yes, I would say we've got, we've taken some big swings and for the most part we've connected and that helps ensure that we can take some additional big swings. Again, how how do you stretch out uh, 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 that 10% to go a little bit broader and a little bit bigger? Uh, There's a couple of big swings in 2024 that um, will be taking place that we are going to make sure we, we knock it out of the park because um, we are stretching ourselves a little bit and taking some bigger swings. So, that's exciting for us. Um, we're having a lot of fun marketing at Applebee's. I, I've been here um, since January 2018. So coming up on my anniversary uh, of six years. And we have a team that's been very stable. We have agency partners that are phenomenal. We work so well together as an organization of uh, leadership group, our operations team, business analytics and insights. Our culinary team is we got a new leader there. There's There's just a lot of energy still taking place at Applebee's. From what's been going on, I think, over the last five plus years already. So there is there's there's some big swings coming that we're all uh, lined up for and we're excited to bring them out.
0: All right. Last question for you, Joel. Um, for, for those who are listening, uh, there, most people who are listening to this are certainly looking up at Applebee's and, um, certainly revere what you guys have been able to accomplish with your marketing. And I'm wondering for, for, you know, fledgling marketers, for emerging brand marketers, for anybody who's trying to look at the Applebee's of the world and, and kind of figure out how they can apply some lessons to their own brand. What would you say to them? What's your advice for young marketers today about how you can succeed at restaurant marketing in 2024?
1: The biggest, the most important element in my mind is to just know who you are and be true to yourself as a brand and embrace it. And if you're comfortable with who you are as a brand and embrace it, you know, I grew up with Applebee's. My family and I went to Applebee's You know, my wife and I went on dates there. When we had kids, we brought them there. Um, They still love going to Applebee's. As long as you know who your brand is and work from within that, it's critically important. Like when it comes to your brand, you should be at 95% and then maybe stretch a little bit here and there because that making sure you're true to that brand is critical to any success you're going to have. Because if you stray from the brand truth of who you are or don't, or want to change it. There are so many things that can go wrong. And I think it's really critical for a marketer to, and, and again, it doesn't matter if you're working on a brand at an agency or you're working within the brand itself as a marketer, knowing that brand is staying true to that brand and embracing it and welcoming it. I, you know, I, the same held true for me when I worked at Southwest airlines and when I worked at McDonald's, I loved the brands still do. Applebee's is a brand that I love. I I truly hope to end my career here because it's a brand that I am really proud to work with and work for and be a part of. And I think if you understand what the brand is, you'll be successful. It will be critically important for your success in the work that you do as a marketer.
0: Those are wise words. Joel Yashinsky, the CMO of Applebee's. Joel, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: That was my interview with Applebee's CMO, Joel Yashinsky. So what should you learn from this interview? Here are my five takeaways. My first takeaway is that customers care more today about authenticity than ever before. Uh, Authentic, I've talked about this uh, on LinkedIn in my recent editor's letter, so you maybe have read it there, but authentic was the word of the year in 2023 from Miriam Miriam webster And uh, I thought that was so interesting because myself in this industry, covering food service for 15 years, authentic feels a little bit like a, a word with no meaning. Uh, marketers tend to use authentic, uh, overuse it, I would say. And authentic doesn't tend to have a strong definition. Uh, so I was a little bit wary of seeing that as a word of the year. But as I looked into it, it really started to to come together and make sense. The reason authentic is the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster, is because in an age of AI and social media and all the bells and whistles online that we use to kind of misinterpret the truth and misrepresent the truth, uh, consumers are hungry for what is real. They can see through something that is fake, and they want access to what is real and what is true. So Merriam-Webster has said there's been a surge in people looking up the word authentic, And Joel said that's one of his favorite words: authentic. As a marketer, um, yes, in the media, I see this as being overused. But as a marketer, especially today, you really have to hold on to authenticity because, again, people care about it more than ever in this era of social media and AI. So, so what does that mean? As Joel said for Applebee's, he said you can't be phony, you can't be cliche. You have to create something that passes the smell test with consumers. If they sense something is too trite, is is too much of that you know, cliche marketing program or something where you're just jumping on a bandwagon, they'll call you out on that. It won't pass the smell test. So in your own marketing, you have to figure out how to make something that is real and true to yourself. How does it be authentic? Because if you do that, customers will connect and relate to it. My second takeaway is that the 90/10 rule allows your brand to take some chances without alienating the lo- your loyal guests. Um, the 90/10 rule I- I've never heard this before so maybe this is a thing for marketers and I've just not heard it before but Joel explained that you know 90% of your marketing should be in your wheelhouse. It should be to your dedicated customers according to your you know, authentic brand, as I was just talking about. But 10%, 10% is what you can allow yourself to stretch a little. Take some of those big swings. Try something different. Because with that 10%, you know, you're not going to sacrifice the rest of the 90%. It's low risk to take some of those big swings with 10% of your marketing, but you might strike on something big. You might hit on something that goes viral or really resonates with guests in a unique way. And Applebee's, uh, as Joel explained, follows that ninety ten rule so that it can fit comfortably in its wheelhouse, but also see if it can connect with some big ideas. And that's really helped it have some of these really big hits in its marketing over the last couple of years. My third takeaway is that even in a world where viral rules, sales and traffic determine the success of your marketing. Maybe a little bit of a, a no-brainer here, but it's important to note in this world of uh, likes and views and shares and engagement on social media, you still have to drive sales and traffic and profitability with your marketing. Those are the three um, you know legs of the stool as Joel explained. those are the pillars of success that his job is measured by. can he improve applebee 's sales and profitability profitability through his marketing channels? You do have to take into account, is it resonating on all of the various social channels? Are we getting likes? Are we getting views? Yes, those can matter. But when you're setting out some specific KPIs for your marketing, start with, is it driving customers into your restaurants? Again, maybe it seems like a no brainer, but that's kind of the foundation of marketing you have to hold on to. And you shouldn't be too distracted by all the other bells and whistles and social media. And the, you know, you might get millions of views, but if you're getting zero traffic, the marketing's not working. My fourth takeaway is that your customers need to hear a story of your brand and experience through your marketing channels. Uh, marketing, of course, is storytelling. That's one hundred and one, right? Marketing one hundred and one. But as Joel explained, I thought this was really interesting. You know, he says it's not just t- telling the story of you know what your brand's all about. It's telling the story of here's what you can expect when you sit down at the table inside of an Applebee's. Here's what you're you're going to smell, hear, touch, taste. Uh, you have to really narrate that story of of the details of your brand. You know, for Applebee's in this day and age, this post-COVID era, you know, it has been trying to figure its way back to bringing people back into the restaurants. Yes, off-premises is a part of the Applebee's mix now, but at the end of the day, Applebee's wants people to come and sit around the table and enjoy themselves. And Joel and his team have to tell the story of why that's important. Food can be fuel. Food can be convenience, yes. But food is also an experience, especially at a brand like Applebee's. So to enable in, in to communicate what that experience is – you have to get very creative in that storytelling on your marketing channels. And of course, as Joel described, and as we've talked to Natalia at churches and other marketers before, it's it's important to really kind of get the message right per each channel, because that's what's going to be, you know, on Facebook, you're going to have one way to tell that story of the experience, but TikTok, it's going to be a totally different way. At the end of the day, tell the story and, and detail that experience and what the brand is all about and figure out on each channel what that might look like. My fifth and final takeaway is that whatever your brand represents to your guests, embrace it. This goes back to that authenticity piece, which is don't try to be something you're not. Understand what your brand is in the eyes of your consumer. And when you figure that out, really lean into it. Natalia at church has kind of talked about this last week as well. and, And so I appreciate that Joel really emphasized this point is that if you don't know who you are as a brand, if you don't know what your customers want, you're in trouble. You have to figure that out. And when you figure that out, really embrace it and really imbue that into everything you do in your marketing, certainly in your innovation and your products um, and in the experience that you're creating. But when you talk to your guests, it should really communicate through that storytelling That core truth about who you are as a brand, because again, that's what customers see you as. That's what they know you as and understand you as. And if you pretend to be something else, they're not going to get it. There's going to be a disconnect and they're not going to be as eager to accept your brand into their lifestyle, which is ultimately what you're trying to do. Those are all my takeaways for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe to Takeaway wherever you listen to podcasts and leave your feedback. You can also email me at sam.ocus at informa.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you in the new year.